What's up, guys? Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that's really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. What you'll find is that this CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. Whatever it is, you name it. CBD is an all-natural, non-psychoactive ingredient, and the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019. That's BSN2019 at checkout. And you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Let's make podcast history. Broncos country is sitting in the south stands, drinking the curves from mile high. The best part of the weekend, hugging a perfect stranger as they become a friend, having a good time when the orange. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast, coming to you from Broncos training camp, and apologies in advance if you hear our friends uh, Lombardi and Mosier and Kane over there. They are they're angry, angry men, and they like to yell. <laughs> and it's easy to get upset at the backup quarterback position, because what are they doing? I mean, hey, they, they're having a good conversation. If, maybe we should just hold the mics up to the tarp here next to us. And call it a podcast? And they'll do, we'll, just call that a, we'll just call that our jobs. No, we love those guys, but uh, they do have us in close quarters mm-hmm. out here. They didn't exactly go through the, uh, the extra mile to soundproof. <laughs> I was going to say, they did everything else. We, have a, we could live in here. As long as we we don't want to hear the people next to us. As long as you don't smoke. <laughs> there is by, no. by order of the fire department, there is a no smoking is sign in new? this tent. I don't know. Do they think we were just vaping it up out here? <laughs> These young millennials, we got to tell them not to do that. They're like, damn it, Ryan's out there ripping the jewel again. <laughs> that blows a hole in your pocket. There's, I'm like doing... Uh, there with Broncos are out there practicing. I'm doing vape tricks in here. Like Flacco's like getting ready for a pass and O ring floats by his helmet. Oh, what if what if you did an O ring and he threw it through it? Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds like something some really lame people would do. <laughs> Maybe, got, t- maybe today I'll give live tweets on, on your vape rings. There's a golfer. I can't remember his name. He has a, an interesting name. Hey, I can see a person walking down uh, right now who's wearing a Philip Lindsay homegrown uh, oh, shirt. Anyways, love it. There's a golfer who vapes big time. <laughs> <laughs> there's all these videos. Big time. <laughs> there's all these videos of him like on the European tour, because I'm pretty sure on the American tour you aren't allowed to smoke. Yeah. On the European tour, just... Like walking down the fairway with just an absolute billowing smokestack coming out of him. I imagine him on the range, take a big old rip, lay out an O-ring, and then oh. hit a ball through it. That's what we need from him. Oh, God, I wish I could remember his name. Do we need that from one of these football players? What? What's that? Just come out here and start vaping mid-practice. <laughs> Who on the Broncos would be most likely to vape? got to be an old guy right no maybe a no, new guy. It's, no the, the old guys are ripping you know just the regular old square 
Well, that's a that's a good question. Maybe one fitting for Vic to after practice. <laughs> Vic, uh, if this was high school, who would you vote most likely to vape? <laughs> I'm, we have to. I mean, uh, offensive. I I don't know. I don't even know where to start with this. I feel like they gotta have a beard. Okay. Dalton Reisner. I mean, if you didn't know who he was, just looking at him, <laughs> yeah. could he be a vape yeah, lord? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, he's. I feel like he's got the vape look. Maybe like a s- River Craycraft. Adam Gotsis. Ooh, Adam Gotsis. Yeah, he's too like in shape though. You right. Know? You don't right. expect someone. Not no disrespect right. to any vapes out there, but you just don't expect someone to be like a chiseled statue. So then, off we're talking offensive line. Yeah, or like I said, River Craycraft. Yeah. I feel yeah. like, you know, he's wearing like a backwards hat on the beach. Yeah, he's got he's got the longboard to go along with it. But he doesn't have the one that's like a battery pack, mm. like just like a big old thing. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got he's the tiny one. He's just got yeah. the jewel. Yep, yep. I can definitely see it. All right. Well, that, that does it for <laughs> Vape of the Day, presented by Colorado Vape Products. No, um, wow. What a start. <laughs> We're off to a raging start. What did you think? Of practice yesterday. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna try and do, let's just get on track. Can we say vaping is sloppy? No. Okay. Well, I think uh, uh, in the smoking world, vaping is the clean option. You're right. So whatever's a sloppy option, that's what the Broncos' S- offense was yesterday. The Broncos were rolling their own cigarettes yesterday. <laughs> yeah. As after they've had a few cold ones, so things things weren't uh, smooth sailing, and that's how it was, Ryan. Especially. At the beginning of practice. The beginning of practice was terrible. Terrible from the offense. Ryan, I counted at least five false starts from the offense at the beginning of practice. That's actually wild. It, it was it was crazy. The defense, the defensive guys were saying, oh, come on, come on, don't do that. Stop doing that. Instead of hooting and hollering. No way. Yes, so, on the sideline. Just quick uh, full disclosure here. There was a media opportunity with the Bolin family yesterday, so I missed about the first 20 minutes or so of practice well, talking they, to our friend Brittany Bolin. They apparently, the Broncos apparently think that you are the boss, and when the boss is gone, substitute teachers in, they can do whatever they want. Uh, that's, what, that's what the Broncos offense was doing. A little book drop there. Exactly. <laughs> and it was, it was pathetic because it typically when, when that happens, it, the defense goes crazy. They were saying, no, come on, guys, quit it. Now we know practice is going to go longer because five plays are blown right now. Um, but So it started super, super sloppy. Uh, that, I can, I don't know, you can live with, like, getting beat, you know? Right. It, it, there was a play yesterday where Bradley Chubb just was on a stunt with Von Miller, which is unfair in the first place. <laughs> and Bradley Chubb just bullied Dalton Reisner. Yeah. I can live with that. Yeah. I can't live with false starts in training camp. No. Come on. No. And Joe couldn't either. He that that started the day of his frustration and then other things throughout the day just continued his frustration. Yeah. Uh you know, as I wrote in the observations, which make sure you check those out on bsndenver.com, you know, once is coincidence, twice or what is it? Once is chance, twice is coincidence, <laughs> three times is a pattern. Sure. I don't know what four times is. But four times is a reason for concern. Mm, and it's like four that. days in a row now that Joe Flacco has been uncomfortable in the pocket. I mean, just constantly dealing with something, you know. Uh, he posted did – you, did you see he posted a little tweet yesterday? No. He posted a tweet and said, training camp days one through four with four pictures. 
two of the four, 50% of the pictures he was running. No way. And I thought that was a very uh, apt description of what training camp has been like for Joe Flacco. Hey, he's yeah. going to be in shape by the end of this, that's for sure, because he he's certainly will running be. all over the place. Yep. And I would say about 50% of the plays, <laughs> yep. just like those pictures, yep. he's running around. W- really quick. Was that was that a uh, did he take a little j- uh, jab there? Absolutely. You think that's a jab? You think Abs- that was on purpose? I think so. Woo! I think so. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't want to post all the photos being cool, calm, and collected back there. That's spicy. Do you think there were even four pictures out there of a clean pocket for him? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, all right. So you got this one and this one. What about like, is there one of me following through? They're like, well, it is, but you're like on the sideline, and there's a lot of people in there. You're diving for the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, I mean, like I said, he's going to be in shape. He's running all over the place. And, and it has frustrated him. And I only noticed it yesterday for the first time. But after one quote-unquote sack, obviously you can't actually sack the quarterback, he put his hands on his hips and just kind of threw his head back like, come on, guys. And then later he got sacked again. And I think that was actually the Reisner one I was talking about. And he j- it was his last rep of the period, and you could tell he was annoyed by that. And so as he's walking back to kind of the little perch where the quarterbacks stand, he just shook his head. And that is – it's too early. You know, you don't want to see that. And I guess I, you do want to see it early rather than late. But I, I don't like seeing Joe Flacco look perplexed, look frustrated, look upset so quickly here in camp it was a really good observation that that you had noticing that from him and remember this is the guy just one day ago we heard his joe cool when things are great he's he's cool calm and collected when things are wrong he's cool and sure it's not cool calm and collective <laughs> it probably it was, is that it was one broncos receiver <laughs> once said and uh, this was not cool this was not joe cool this was frustrated joe and you know what? Maybe that can turn into some good by him really ripping people. Because may, may, maybe he's just getting to that comfort level now where now he feels like he can do that. And so you, you hope yesterday afternoon, this morning, in meetings, he's getting on people. Because we know Vic Fangio has taken control of this team. Everyone knows who the leader is. Joe also needs to do that. And and everyone it believes Joe is the starting quarterback. So there's no, no question on the buy-in there. But become Peyton Manning's leadership. Do that. The Broncos need that. Derek Wolf earlier this offseason told us they want that. They're desperate for it. They're desperate for someone to grab them, you know, by the back of the jersey, shove them into the right place, and say, "This is where we're going." Yep. This is this is the this is the way. Everyone get on this path right now, so we can go there. Uh, and I think Joe Flacco will get there eventually, but he's not there right now, and he's not being a. I don't think he's being allowed to show his stuff um, because he right. is so constantly under pressure. Now, I'll say this. Um, whenever he does have a clean pocket, if I see someone come open down the field, I'm like, yep, there it is, and he makes the throw. Um, it's one of those things where that arm strength is so, dare I say, elite that <laughs> when someone comes open, I have no doubt that like even if the the corner is kind of making the break, that the ball's going to get there before the corner does. But none of that matters. Like, it doesn't matter if you can make the throws if you don't have time for the receivers to get down there. If you're just constantly checking down, which, Zach, 75% of the pass plays out here all camp have to end, resulted in checkdowns. Right. If you were just checking down, arm strength is worth nothing. This, this whole camp 
has been checked down camp. In fact, Kevin Hogan was the one airing it out yesterday, and props to him. He had a he had a great bounce back day yesterday. Um, but Joe's having to check down all the time. Drew, for different reasons, is checking down all the time. Uh, and the most concerning part of the offensive line for me yesterday, Ryan, was, of course. Like you, like you say all the time, and you and, and you remind me, and, and you said in your observations, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, it's not fair, regardless of who they're going up against. That's not a fair matchup. But the first-team offense went against the second-team defense yesterday. It was the same. It was the same story. It, was, it didn't matter who it was, where they were coming. Demarcus Walker flew through the offensive line. Who's that? I don't know. I, I don't know. Number fifty-seven was in the backfield in an instant. Would have been would have been a sack immediately. That's where I'm like, oh no, oh no. It's not good. Certainly is not good. And you need to see improvement ASAP. I mean today. You know, there's no time to wait here. Like I said, um, it's early. Technically. The Broncos are still in free practice mode. Right. In the sense right. of Wednesday's practice will be the first time that it counts towards a real training camp in terms of now there's a limited number, you know, right. you're you're at the same you're even with the rest of the league. So today is the last training camp practice where you can be ahead. You know, if the Broncos offensive line goes out there and has a great day today, I'm gonna say, Well, they right. got a, a head start on the rest yep. of the league, and now they're ahead of them. So good for them. You know that that's a, a a rare advantage. But if you go out there and have another terrible day, it's like okay, well, now what? You know, like y- you didn't get a head start. Uh, you're still in. You're still behind uh, any good offensive line out there. So offensive line is a concern right now. Just plain and simple, bar none. It's always been a concern. Um, we kind of just assumed Mike Munchak would fix it, and maybe in. 15 more practices he'll have a chance to do that but right now the Mike Munchak effect isn't doing anything some positivity from the offensive line Rich Scangarello yesterday asked who is the most impressive player has been through the first few days of camp he points to Garrett Bowles's backup Elijah Wilkinson said he's just done everything right is it's all translating onto the field and he's the backup left tackle Ryan Oh, man, I don't want to read too much into things. I really don't want to read too much into things. But let me just tell you this. At what point does the backup quarterback become a very popular man in town? When the the starting quarterback's bad. Exactly. When the starting quarterback is good, no one even cares about who the backup quarterback is. Yep. You, you can't even tell me who Patrick Mahomes' backup is right now. I can't. I think it's Chad Henney, but I honestly <laughs> okay. don't know. Um. You start to notice that the backup left tackle is looking kind of nice <laughs> when the starting left tackle isn't doing it for you. And for yeah. me, I think Garrett has been okay. Just okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is better than bad. That's, I was going to say that's fair, though. He hasn't been bad. Um, but when I hear Rich Gangarello say that, and then our friend Nikki Javala said she spoke with him one-on-one before that, and he unsolicited brought up Elijah Wilkinson there, too. I, I can't help but think Elijah Wilkinson is fresh on his mind because he's thinking, hmm, at what point are we going to pull that trigger? And it makes me think maybe maybe there's been a conversation between Rich and Mike Munchak about Munch saying, 
Yeah, Garrett's Garrett's taking some steps, but Elijah Wilkinson has taken my coaching uh, better than anyone else. And we all know what a Mike Munchak effect can be. He can take an undrafted guy like Elijah Wilkinson and turn him into a pro bowler. So maybe he's saying, or, or m maybe the conversation hasn't even happened, but him and Mike Munchak are seeing, wow, just four days into camp, one guy has really picked up on this. Real quick, uh, in my observations, I gave you four under-the-radar prospects uh, that have stood out through the first four days of camp. So make sure you go check out the observations to get a good look at that. Yep. Um, we mentioned that we spoke with Rich Scangarello yesterday. He, had, uh, he was glowing when talking about one player. Zach wrote a nice story about that and, and kind of the plan for a weapon that he says excited him from the day he walked in the door. Yep, says he's one of the best in the league at doing what he does. There's only one way you can access those stories, and that is by subscribing to bsendeavor.com. And, and right now, when you use the promo code BRONCOSCAMP to subscribe, you're going to get a sick deal. First of all, you're going to get $10 off the subscription. That, I mean, that, that right there would have been enough. But on top of that, we're going to get you officially a part of the bsn family by giving you a bsn denver t-shirt for free those cost 27 dollars. we're giving that to for, to you for free when you subscribe for just 34.99 ryan is this bad business yes <laughs> i you know i'm not in charge of the, the margins but i can only assume this is not smart ten dollar discount plus something for free yeah, it seems like we're taking an L here. It seems like we're taking an L. But that's okay because we just want you guys to come enjoy the conversation, enjoy the articles, enjoy the audio stories, which, by the way, yeah, you don't want to read my observations? They're 1,400 words. That's a lot to read. Yep. I'll read them to you right into your ear hole. Um, Zach, he's going to give you every story that he reads as well. So when you subscribe you know we just kind of blanket everything for you you have no complaints and if you're sitting there thinking i'm not going to subscribe because of x tell us what that is so we can figure out a way so you don't have a choice but to subscribe yeah. but you know what you'll need to subscribe to tell us that in the comment section <laughs> that's true because when you subscribe you get the exclusive right to have your comments read on this podcast whenever anything comes to your mind literally any, i mean you want to know um what vape products you should buy? Well, <laughs> this isn't the place because we have no clue. But we can probably try. <laughs> we, we, we would try. <laughs> anyway, subscribe to bsndenver.com right now using the promo code BRONCOSCAMP. Join the conversation. Get in on this podcast and, and enjoy all the work that we do for you. We are your personal Broncos work boys. <laughs> all right. Anything else? That stuck out to you yesterday. You know what? We have to mention it. Drew Locke did throw his first interception of camp and his second interception of camp. Both were tipped balls. Both weren't great decisions by Drew. Actually, really just the second one wasn't a good decision. Sea of defenders. Nothing good happens in a sea of defenders. It was tipped. Uh, then DeMonte Thomas. That sea of defenders would be kind of a sick name for a metal band. It would be. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> but the first one really wasn't a bad decision it was just a bad throw he put he put the ball a little bit behind the receiver and the receiver didn't help him out by just tipping it in the air for the defense to get but what i'll say is they were both during seven on seven which i'm not trying to i am trying to diminish it a little bit because it's not as important as doing that in team because in team 
Uh, you know, you can you can throw the ball. You should throw the ball away if nothing's there. You can scramble, uh, although you don't want to see that that often. In seven on seven, you're really supposed to throw the ball. So yes, he did have two mistakes. They they were not good plays, but take it with a, a, a grain of salt instead of a big rock that when it when when he throws him during team. What you don't want to see is pick sixes in seven on seven meaning you didn't see the defender there right. and they jumped the route right um that means you weren't seeing what you're supposed seven on seven is all about seeing the field uh there's nothing in front of you and that's kind of the idea of it is it's it's wide open right. you got to see your matchups right in front of your eyes and go make the play if you throw a pick six it means you didn't see it right if you throw a ball in the traffic it gets tipped up and intercepted it just means you you forced a throw that you didn't need to but like you said it's okay it's just not ideal right exactly ryan yesterday was uh Keyshawn bieria's day with the inside linebackers <laughs> we talked to ed donatel after practice and we should really read nothing into who is playing next to josie jewel um i i would be very interested in seeing if this was a regular season injury from todd davis i'll touch wood if this was a regular season injury, what what would they be doing? Would they still be rotating? Do they know who this guy is right now? Uh, or is this the process right now of finding out who it is? And, and like you said the very first day, a blessing in disguise that they get to do this now and find out. Because they, they really have like potentially five guys that, that are fighting for this spot. And it seems as of right now, Broncos have no idea who that guy is. I kind of get the feeling they don't have a, an idea on a lot of positions. Um and obviously the obvious is obvious. Obviously the obvious is obvious. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> but there's, I mean, we talked to Tom McMahon yesterday and said, you know, well, who are the favorites for the punt returner job? And he basically said, no one. And then he said, if we have nine punt returns in the Hall of Fame game, I'm going to put nine different guys out there. I guarantee it I is guarantee, what he said. Yeah, he said, I guarantee. It wasn't even like he was, you know, it was a figure of speech. Yep. He said they're really going to put out a different guy every time. I'm like... You have nine guys who can return. <laughs> like, like who's who's seventh? Zach? Me? Yeah, exactly. Did you ever return a punt in your life? I did. It oh, was the oh last God. play of my college career. Of your high school career? Of my, of, yeah, yeah, not college career. <laughs> that's for sure. High school career. D four? You played D four at college? <laughs> Five. <laughs> I was uh, blown up. Fumble, fumble, ruski. It was bad. And that it, was literally the it, last time you ever played. Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was at the very end of the game. I don't remember if we were winning big or losing big, so the, the fumble didn't matter at all. But uh, I don't know if I was pining to go back there or if the coaches were like, go back there. But, yeah, it was bad. Wow. Wow. I think it would have been an illegal hit now, you know, like full helmet. Do you remember, like, how the play unfolded? Like, you, uh, you caught the ball. I was That's standing back. It, he, oh, it was a perfect hit in terms of timing. It was... I oh, caught it. You didn't and even boom. get a chance to make it. No, move. I didn't look up. Oh, no. <laughs> and I thought I felt him bearing down on me. And yep. He lost the ball? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the other team recovered? I think everything went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> a yard sale on yep, a football field? It was. <laughs> oh, my God. You poor guy. Um, one quick little thing. I, I, we've been hard on Noah Fant. And for the most part, he's deserved it. I saw one little thing yesterday that, that I liked to see from him. Ooh, what's that? He was on the sideline after a catch. He had turned upfield, and, man, I wish I could. Oh, Isaac Yadam, kind of bearing down on him, Just was just going to go pop his pads, you know, like ah. they always do. Yep. Noah accelerated, dropped his pads, 
and trucked Isaac Yadam, mm. not onto his back, but what knocked him back. And I thought, okay, all right, kid. I like that. I like seeing you a little mad. Yep. I like seeing you, you know, get the aggression out. Show me that you got a little something right. rather than just kind of going through the motions out here, which is what it felt like a little bit early on. Um, I still am of the belief that he came in a little out of shape. That's that's my excuse for him. It's not. It doesn't really look good for him. Right. Um, to be coming in as an out of shape rookie. Right. But that's what I feel like is is holding him back right now. Uh, so it was just nice to see him kind of grit his teeth a little bit. Yeah. Show that he cares. Show that he feels the frustration. And again, just like Joe Flacco. Uh, we know that, and it's gonna it's going to piss Broncos fans off at times this year uh, when, when he's not doing very well, and or the team's not doing well, and he's just standing there on the sidelines, not doing anything about it. That's going to frustrate Broncos fans. They want to see the fire, uh, and uh, we we saw that a little bit with Joe yesterday, and we saw it with fans. So I like that as well. And Ryan, we're back outside today as we were yesterday. First quarterback on the field. What the fourth player out here? Number three. Drew Locke, Kevin Hogan just joined him. If I'm Kevin Hogan and Brett Rippon, there's no way I'm letting Drew Locke beat me out here. No Can't way. let the Hollywood kid beat you out here every no. day. Because that's your calling card. Yeah. Right? He's got the uh, you know the second round card on him. He's got uh, the arm strength yep. and all the fanfare. He's got the looks. Your thing is har- working harder. Right. You got to work harder than him. Yep. And you can't let him beat you out here. Where does Drew Locke rank on the vaping rankings? I feel like he's got to be pretty high up there. I think so. I think with the hair flip he's got. (laughs) Brett Rippon, too. And Kevin. Maybe it's, oh, Joe Flacco. Is it the quarterback room? That makes sense. You yeah. don't necessarily need to be like the the most physically gifted. I honestly was thinking like who is this like a slimmer white guy with a beard? <laughs> it's Flacco. It's all it's all four of them. Flacco is the vape king. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> Keep him out of the uh, tent, baby. No smoking by order of the fire department. I see it with the beard, a little yes. scruffy. <laughs> yes. And he has the really tiny one too because it just looks silly like, with his big frame. He can hide frame. the whole thing <laughs> in his hand. He's on the he's on the bus. <laughs> Blowing it into his shirt. <laughs> TC's like, Joe, what are you doing? D- nothing. I had a guy on a plane next to me once with a vape pen, which is what you used to like. You could smoke weed out of it. Yeah, yeah. He was ripping it on the plane. Really? And just blowing it into his shirt. Oh, <laughs> wow. I was I was blown away, but I mean, I don't know. did you ask? Did you ask for a hit under his shirt? I all hit, I hit the flight attendant thing instantly. <laughs> Ma'am, this man is smoking marijuana. The worst thing would be then having to sit next to him the rest know, of the flight. Right? Uh, they're like, all right, sir, you're going to be arrested when we land, but uh, for now, just enjoy the rest of your flight. <laughs> enjoy the guy that ratted on you. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, he was. He's blazing wow. one up. Wow. 30,000 feet. And it worked? Uh, what, I mean, like what the plane didn't like? start smelling like uh, weed? I, it's, I smelled it. <laughs> but what are they going to do? Like, come over. The, uh, the pilot has an announcement. Whoever's smoking <laughs> back there, can you chill out, Actually, please? on my uh, on one of my flights recently, they came over the intercom and said, j- in the middle of the flight, out of nowhere, they said, just a reminder, there's no smoking allowed in the bathroom. Oh, that's someone, I thought someone, someone, someone was burned doing one it. down in and, the bathroom. And they didn't catch him. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. 
Um, I once had a flight. I think I actually told you this story. When I was going to Miami for the Broncos-Dolphins game, I had a, a flight get cut off from alcohol. Ooh. They stopped alcohol sales on the whole flight because the ro- the three rows in front of me yep, yep, and the one, rows, <laughs> one row behind me were getting lit. I mean, they they might have sold the whole place out. <laughs> that might have been why they shut down the alcohols. I mean, there was like this buy three shots, get one free thing. Oh, my gosh. A plane had a deal? Yeah, Southwest, wow. I think. Um, it was like if you buy three, like if you buy two doubles, they'll only charge you for three. Okay, okay. Uh, instead of four. And because they just give you, it's not like they pour the drink right. for you. They just give you the little plastic yep. shooters. Yeah. And I mean, every single person in this row ordered that twice. <laughs> and it was so, so eight, loud. Eight shots each. Yeah. Wow. It was so loud. Like, just think of like a bar. Yeah. And the sound of just <laughs> like people just talking. That's what it was on the plane. Wow. And. I mean, people are yelling like three, oh, Jimmy, <laughs> and finally the pilot comes on and is just like, um, pl- I would like to issue a reminder that there are people trying to read, people trying to sleep, people trying to get some rest on this flight. Uh, so can everyone down there, please, please keep it down. And also there'll be no more alcohol sales on the flight. Did they erupt there? Yeah, they started booing. <laughs> so, oh, that sounds miserable to be a part of though. Well, I was, I, you know me, I fall asleep like instantly on a plane. I was kind of enamored by the whole thing. It's like the only thing that kept me up. And they were buying me drinks. Wow. Um, I wasn't a part of the problem. <laughs> yeah. But I was enjoying, like, I mean, they were just like, ah, just give us 20. Like, we'll just pass them around. Wow. It was absolutely, absolutely wild. Was that one of the, uh, like, midnight to 6 a.m. flights to, to Miami? No. Okay. This was one that, but it landed in Miami around midnight. Ah, so, all so that's what they were doing. So they were going to the clubs yep. from the airport, wow. or they were going to go hit their Airbnb and then go to the clubs. Yep. And so they were pre-gaming yep. on the plane. And you got four hours. What else are you going to do? Yeah, the only thing that was missing from, like, making it a legitimate party was music. Yep. Which I wouldn't have been surprised if they pulled out a boombox. A big one, too. Yeah, exactly. One of the dudes just carrying it on his shoulder. And they're like... They bought a seat for it? Yes. Uh, You know the only thing that could have made that better? Uh, uh, The noise of a jet flying over us right now. Well, that was the noise that was going because we were actually in the jet. Uh, No, if they had Breckenridge beers. Ah, yes. Because Breckenridge uh, are the best beers. We've already confirmed that, and I'm so proud of the way that you guys have bought into the Breckenridge life. It is so cool. And you know why it's so easy for the fans to do that? Because it's so good. Because it's so good. It's not like we're telling you to drink Keystone Light. You know, we're like, guys, it's really good, we promise, and then you go get it. And you're like, Ryan, what the hell is wrong with you? Uh, No, we turned you on to some damn good beers. Yep. Uh, And that would be a good slogan for them, Breckenridge Brewery damn good beers that would be a great slogan and in fact um going to a little a a very little concert tonight since the broncos have an off day tomorrow and what is a a very little like your buddy's playing acoustic guitar in his living room except i don't know the buddy but yeah it exactly it's i think that's what it's going to be how are you always in these like intimate settings with musical artists it's not me it's not my doing it is it is my girlfriend that finds these things i am the opposite of a music person. I, I don't know anything about music. 
So, but we we need a few beverages before tonight. My girlfriend's like, I'll pick something up, and I'm like, you know what? Just head to the Breckenridge aisle. Strawberry Sky, baby. Yep. Um. Speaking of music mm. and Breckenridge beers. Oh. Breckenridge Brewery has concerts. Yes. At the brewery. Yep. And coming coming up soon. I wish I knew the date. This is poor on my part, but I didn't plan this ad. Um, <laughs> they're having Dawes. And Dawes is my favorite band. Whoa. So I'm really, really excited about that. I've, I've been to a Breckenridge concert. Really? What'd you, who'd yep. you see? Um, I don't remember. It was a few years ago. And it was uh, it was awesome. They've had like Nathaniel Rateliff in the Night Sweats yeah. out there. It was a big name. I just like I'm not a music person. I don't remember. It, it's it's a really cool setup too because they have. Uh, you were just out there ten days ago, and they have a campus. It, yeah. it is what it is. It's but it's like a farm campus. It's mm-hmm. so cool. You you just feel like your your buddy's a farm. farm campus, just like CSU. It, I was gonna say just like Dalton Reisner. I'm visiting <laughs> Dalton Reisner, and it's it's awesome. And they just set up a huge stage, and you can go in and out of their buildings. You can be having beer inside, beer outside. It's awesome. Speaking of campus, I'm not going to uh, spoil it right now, but those of you who are college football fans mm. may be treated to some good news today. Some great news. Some great today. news today. I'm not going to spoil it because I don't know when. I don't know when this will be posted. When they're going to hear it, but. Uh, do we have a drop time for that? I don't know. Oh, okay. Get excited, though. Yep. Get excited, folks. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll get to your questions from yesterday. Green Mountain Dental has a long-standing tradition of being one of Lakewood's best family dental care offices. Um, I have been a patient since I was three, which is in 1974. You know, my parents, myself, and now my children all go there. It's just a great place to be very positive experience with them, definitely. New patients can receive free teeth whitening trays when they schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Also, all colored sport mouth guards start at just $25. The doctors will come out and visit with you, um, ask you how your family's doing, you know, just very friendly and family-oriented. It's just very comfortable to, to be there. That's GreenMountainDentalGroup.com. Back into the Vapod. <laughs> oh, isn't that what they call the little thing? I think they call the little things pods. Yeah, they do. Vape well, pods, yeah. That's what this is. Ah. Welcome back into the Jewel Pod. <laughs> Where you can get your full fill here. <laughs> it's juicy. <laughs> juicy, juicy audio. What flavor? Don't they have flavors? I think so. Uh, uh, summer Sky. Strawberry Sky. Strawberry, <laughs> strawberry Sky Jewel Pods. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Let's hop into the questions from yesterday. Anyone that's... There's like... We, they're like we have colleagues yeah. around us who probably just think, what the hell are they talking about? They're like, we've never seen these kids vape, but clearly they do. <laughs> Look at these vape addicts over here. Let's see if any of our listeners say anything about vaping, which would be very random. I bet you they will tomorrow. <laughs> yep. First one coming in from Dan Burke. He says, hey, guys, heard that three guys looked good out there on Sunday. Keyshawn Bieria, Trinity Benson, and Trey Marshall. Did any of these guys flash for y'all? Trinity Benson did yep. for sure. Yep. Uh, Number two. I, I don't like I, I hate talking about these guys because I, there's so few things I can say about them. And I've said this about Trinity Benson like 40 times. Um, he's not as small as you would expect. Right. 
uh, usually these small school speed guys are small. That was your that was your very first observation during rookie minicamp. Yep. Or at least of him. <laughs> I'm still going back to it. <laughs> no, in uh, a good way. No, exactly. He has long arms, and he can go out and get the ball, and he can fly. And Vic Fangio said something along the lines of, if he learns how to become a receiver, we, we might have found something. Yep. Which I think is a pretty <laughs> decent compliment from Fangio. I think so. I think so. And he, he's really stuck out, especially yesterday. Ryan, it's a blessing to be wearing number two during training camp. Yeah, that's the that's the key to making the team. Yep. Who are, I wonder who are number two before Phil though. Mm. I don't know. Chris didn't wear it. No, he way had back, a lame number like thirty nine or yep. something. <laughs> yeah. Um, Against all odds. Keyshawn Bieria got he he stuck out because he got playing time. He he was the guy next to Josie for most of the day. Joe Jones still looks like the best of that group for me, and I'm including Josie Jewell. Yeah, I, I agree. I just I want to see him get more consistent action. All right, next one coming in from Sunny Rain. It says, if Cortland Sutton is Winfrey's ceiling, where is Winfrey's floor? By the way, that is not what I said. It is not what you said. Because that would have been disrespectful. I'm saying Cortland Sutton's ceiling and Jawan Winfrey's ceiling are in the same place. Right, right. Um, which is number one receiver in the NFL. Yes. So, again... If Cortland Sutton was Juwan Winfrey's ceiling, then we wouldn't be talking about him. Does this trainer look like Dalton Reisner or what? Yes. It is insane. Maybe it's his brother. Dalton's taking the day off to work the jugs machine. <laughs> he says, I'm no scout, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express one time, and I submit that Winfrey is already a better wide receiver than Sutton. It, is this Was Sonny Rain the one that commented about Winfrey yesterday, too? Yeah. Okay, makes sense. he's got to be a buff guy, oh, which I love. Oh, huge buff guy. In fact, I think Tim Patrick is a better wide receiver than Sutton. Sutton has one trick, and while he does it well, it's not always very reliable because he often disappears versus equal or better talent. He did the same thing at SMU. I still hold out hope for Sutton, but only because he's still fairly new to the position. He didn't start playing wide receiver until they moved him from safety as a freshman at SMU. He played safety and tight end in high school. You love him for his physicality and high point prowess, and he's got a little bit of juice if he beats defenders on one of his routed routes. But trust me. Juwan is on another level. I really hope we can see the player that's been hidden under so much injury. The guy is phenomenal. Thanks again for your hard work on a Sunday. Thank you, guys. Um, you're just a little off. I think Ju- Juwan Renfrey's a better uh, route runner than Cortland Sutton already, uh, and he's got great hands as well. You're just discounting Cortland. He's not a one-trick Bronco. Um, ah, he's he's got some he's got some stuff in the bag, and I think you're gonna see it this year. He's just so physical, so big and physical. Uh, and Jawan's not not quite there. You know, it, Deshaun Hamilton said this about Jawan Winfrey. He's like, he's got the size of a big guy, but the quickness of a little guy. Ooh. And <clears throat> because of that, he's more of a finesse type receiver. Now he can he can body it out there if he needs to, but Cortland is just a physical specimen yeah i probably didn't help with this on twitter put out the the broncos finally did one-on-ones yesterday and uh chris going up against Cortland. Cortland beat him on the first rep i didn't get a video of that second rep going up against each other chris just rips the ball out of his hand when he catches it did you listen to the chris harris mic'd up yesterday ah i did so good yeah that guy's just a just walking content oh, he's so good uh but no juan is is dope and i have really high hopes for him I got a little scared yesterday. He took like a big hit, which isn't yeah. supposed to happen in training camp. He was a little mm, 
He was walking a little gingerly after yep. that, so something to keep an eye on. Also, something uh, we just observed here. For some reason, <laughs> um, A.J. Johnson is going through the wide receiver drills, and as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that Jawan Winfrey is not with them. Huh. Now, practice hasn't officially started. Ryan, great observation, but what the heck is A.J. Johnson doing in this line? <laughs> Maybe that's actually Jawan Winfrey. <laughs> he's pretty big. Uh, A.J. Johnson, he's just, he's just trying to uh, get limbered up. Look at him go. He can play. Hey, he doesn't even do the drill right, of course. Of course. Uh, okay, there's still time. There's still time. I'm, I'm holding out hope for Juwan Winfrey. Um, but uh, every other receiver's out here. So what's Juwan doing if he actually does come out? Uh, hopefully he's all right. Yeah. That's just what we'll say. Because he did get a little banged up yesterday. I could tell he was just Took a big uh, hit. was a little more ginger yep. after that. So yep. we'll, something we'll keep an eye on. Hopefully he just got like you know had some car troubles like me this morning. Or bathroom break. Exactly. Before before getting out here. I showed up a little late myself <laughs> uh, after my car would not start. It's becoming a uh, habitual problem. <laughs> oh, no. All right, next one comes in from Behind KC Lines. He says, this is a long one. He says, what's up, fellas? Been listening for a year now, and you'll be pleased to know you have a brand new subscriber. Hey. Boom. Welcome. He says, the camp discount code in the free tee was too good to pass up. Looking forward to the content this season. This may not lead to a question, but just some reflection and perspective. I'm a lifelong Broncos fan living in Kansas City. As you can imagine, the vitriol I received throughout the year is immense. However, I knock fans for cheering the hometown team aside from the Raiders for obvious reasons. They are the worst. I never knock fans for cheering the hometown team. That makes more sense. The large majority of my family and friends are diehard Chiefs fans. Ever since the Broncos won Super Bowl 50, I found myself as a more relaxed fan. Don't get me wrong, I still go crazy on Sundays, but I've experienced something that, for example, my father, who is 55 years old, has never seen his team accomplish his life, uh, in his lifetime, despite having some great teams over the year. I guess what I'm saying is it's special to be a fan of the Denver Broncos. While the future looks bright for Kansas City, there are no guarantees. It's so difficult to win a Super Bowl, and the heartbreak for fans of competitive teams is real. So while these past few years of post-manning have been rough, I'm a content fan. It takes time to re oh I'm a content fan because I'm a content fan. <laughs> uh, it takes time to rebuild, and I'm cautiously optimistic about this year. Seems there are some good pieces in place, but the division will be tough again. Final thought: I was working at the hospital. I'm a nurse that works a night shift. When the news of Pat Bowen's passing came down, I saw a break on Twitter, and I legit had to take a minute to excuse myself from the re unit as the realization hit me that the team in the franchise that has brought me so much passion, joy, and entertainment for my 20 plus years as a fan was because of Mr. B. I work with a lot of patients with Alzheimer's uh, and dementia and see the effect that it can have on families and how the individual can lose themselves. Relieved that his suffering is now over, but it is a tremendous loss. I really hope this team stays in the family. My comment is already too long, so no question this time out. But I wanted to introduce myself and say I'm glad to be a part of the BSN family. Thanks for the great coverage. We are so, so happy to have you and awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's great to know you. And Logan, it's awesome to have you riding with us. All right, next one comes in from Super Bowling. He says, I play in some Dynasty Leagues, 16 teams, 25 players. I always seem to have at least one Bronco on my roster. Currently, most have either Sutton or Lindsey. I say this because your flawless coverage the last few years has convinced me to make Jawan a late-round oh, dart throw. If you have 25 players, you have to. Yeah, I mean, that's a, a good yeah. move. 
Uh, what have your impressions been of Parks? I know he's made some plays because of your live tweeting, but is he consistently running with the ones? Any info would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, he and uh, Ryan, some uh, not good news. Uh, Jawan Winfrey just came out of the tunnel, no pads. No pads. He's out here, which is, you know, a little better, but maybe he did feel that hit. He, he looks like he's walking fine, um, but uh, may, maybe just a little shaken up. Yeah, you know, with a guy like this, I hopefully they're just taking precaution because they know that, hey, right. you don't need to put too much on his body. Right. Gosh, um, he, he does have a sleeve on his left leg. I don't know if that's just swag or if that's just, you know, to keep swelling down. He does look good, doesn't he, though? Just as like a... Wears a, a, wears a jersey the right way. He does. He does. So there's uh, there's your Juwan Winfrey update. Not the best news. We'll certainly find out more later today. But in terms of Will Parks, yes, he has been playing with the ones. But to be honest, he, he's a starting safety with the twos. So he's a backup, but he's still getting a lot of role with the ones. Yeah, I, I like what I've seen from Will. He's just a... He's just kind of a baller. Like he just makes plays. Yeah. Uh, and he has the right attitude. He's just a kind of a hard guy to you know stay away from. Yep. Uh, your eyes just gravitate towards him. Yep. All right. Next one's from. Oh wait, he went on. Uh, he says, "Lastly, I really hope that Locke gets some serious time at the Hall of Fame game. Since I'm not local, I don't get to see our boys in person. Offense. Seeing our future face of the franchise in his first live action would be a special memory." He says even if it's just preseason. This is my first offseason rolling with BSN, and, man, I'm blown away. Thank you for sacrificing your weekend. Man, thank you so much, Zach. And also we have a New Mexico Bronco fan says, seriously, thank you, guys. And speaking of New Mexico Broncos fan, he comes in with the next question. He says, bruh, last chance you is legit. No. Yes, it is, Zach. It's time for you to get on the train. It's so good. Yeah, I when will. They, when the team loses – it feels like my favorite team lost. Wow. I guess they are my favorite Juco team. Um, <laughs> he goes on and says, my wife and I love that show so freaking much, dude. We're the only three episodes in, so no spoilers. But, yeah, I love Coach Brown, too. One thing I think he has an issue with, he says, is connecting with players who, like Bobby, need a mentor. I understand that he has a lot of other guys who don't screw themselves, uh, who don't screw themselves over to give playing time, but we just love Bobby. LOL, thanks for the awesome camp content. I'm really looking forward to what Winfrey turns into. Love local guys. Last thing, Ryan's saying he uses a sandwich from 120. Humble brag much? Yeah. Oh, JK, I'm also a big hitter. There's your hum humble brag. I have trouble knowing what to hit in close range because I do hit my sandwich so far. But anyways, love you guys and love this pod. Hey, we need that New Mexico Bronco. Whenever Ryan does something that I don't pick up on, you guys need to help me out. Sometimes you just got to flex a little. <laughs> he continues... Uh, talks about a little insight in one of our pieces, so I'll skip that. But says, uh, that reminds me, I'm going to the Broncos Seahawks preseason game. If you guys go, I'd love to meet up somewhere and buy you a cold snack. Let me know. Only if they carry Breckenridge. <laughs> Next one from Mile High Magic 94 He says, was looking up Flacco's career stats, and it seems that his top receivers are always speed slash stretch the field guys, or Steve Smith. That being said, who is a guy you guys could see making the 53 as a special teamer slash possible punt returner with the ability to take the top off the defense in the right situations? Also, almost every year running back was in the top three for receptions under Flacco. Good news for Philip Lindsay and anyone that gets him in fantasy. Oh, uh, yeah. He's going to be a fantasy beast this uh, year. He is. And the guy that you're talking about is Trinity Benson. Yep. Now, Brandon Langley yep. also getting work at both returner spots, and we, you know, we saw him catch one deep ball. Um, so keep an eye on him. We know that Tom McMahon likes him as a gunner, 
which is really good for him. Um, that you know, that's one box that maybe Trinity Benson doesn't have yet. If he can go show that he could be a gunner too, well then he has a better chance of making the roster. And I guarantee you, there's only one spot for the two of them, if there's even one spot. Yep. Next one's from Jared Pietzmeyer. He says, first off, that Jawan Winfrey story was off the hook. It was. It was I pure fire. Thank you. I listened to it while sipping an avalanche amber Ooh. that I found at the gas station via the Breck beer finder. Boom. That's almost close enough to my house that Joe Flacco could toss the pig to it. <laughs> I had. <laughs> what does he say? I I had. He just said, I had, period. I had. He had one, and then uh, the comment ended. Uh, I have an idea that these tasty snacks, I got the 15-pack sampler, we're just a few naked bootlegs from my house. <laughs> this, my friends, is good news. Your marketing worked, and I'm glad it did. The brews are tasty. Ah, Hell yeah, we they are. love hearing from you. Breckenridge Brewery. Damn good beers. Yep. <laughs> second, he says, I love how Fangio is switching guys around from the first, second, and third teams to play outside their normal assigned squad. Do you think he'll be able to... Do you think he'll be the kind of get that easily cuts to most roster locks if they don't perform in camp despite status politics and salary thanks yeah i definitely think it'll help that i think john brought him in to 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 i think john trusts him so if he says look scare bulls guy he's he's got to go or you know he's got to be a backup i think john is going to listen to him especially i mean with, with garrett bulls mike munchak saying that uh clearly they'll listen to that um but but i do think fangio has more of a say than what we've seen here recently Next, next one's from Aquaman, but we will get to that shortly. Because before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Weinster. If you're like me and you're still trying to figure out how to become a mature, refined adult, which I am very much in that camp, or you just really like wine, you have to check out our friends over at Weinster. Weinster is an innovative online direct-to-consumer wine club that is connecting wine drinkers with more than 110 of the best wineries in America today. What makes them different and special and cooler than anywhere else you've heard of is that the majority of the wineries that they work with are too small to attract the attention of retailers, meaning not only are you getting access to some delicious and hard-to-find wines, you're also supporting real people making real wine, not one of the few large corporations producing most of the wines available in stores. So, guys, if you're getting the Breckenridge beers and then you're thinking, like, I need some wine, ah. Winesir is your place to go. When you fall in love with a couple of the wines that they offer, they'll ship them to your house free of cost. And, of course, I'm a little bit biased because it's three... CU alums that started the company, so you know it's good. CU, huh? Yes. Ah. Yeah, I like them. Ah. Anyway, sign up today with the code BSN25, and you'll get $25 off your first shipment of wine, and then you can be a real grown-up. That's Winester, W-I-N-E-S-T-Y-R. All right, Ryan, let's get to Aquaman's comment. He says, I just signed up for a celebrity grudge match, Broncos versus Raiders golf tournament here in Las Vegas. Any tips for a terrible recreational golfer so I don't embarrass myself too much? Why wasn't I invited to this celebrity golf tournament? And he's clearly asking me about some golf tips. You want some golf tips? I got one for you. Keep your eye on the ball. It's really the only thing that matters. And I got one for you, too. Put it in the hole. Oh. Yeah. If you do those two things, you're going to be pretty good. <laughs> and then he says, anyone in Vegas September 6th and 7th who might be interested in playing, here is the link. Rick Upchurch seems to be involved in the planning of it. And then he puts the link there. So if you're interested, go to the comment section, check that out. I think I should be invited for free. <laughs> all right, next one's from Boucher all day. He says, where's no neck? Not hearing much. Uh. Also, every day I get more excited about training camp. 
if Keenum being perfect in camp and a fart in the wind during the season, <laughs> then that would mean that Ryan is right about Flacco being comeback player of the year and MVP if he's turning the ball over Winston style in camp. <laughs> Keep throwing those camps uh, picks in camp, buddy, but seriously don't. Are you getting any Paxton vibes with camp with Locke, or is he proving his worth? No. Come on. Can we stop? No. Stop putting Drew Locke in the same sentence as Paxton Lynch. This and is the last time it's allowed. I thought you and I have I – th I thought we – even with mentioning his interceptions today, or that, that he had yesterday, I thought we had done a great job of saying how he is not Paxton Lynch at all. Paxton Lynch would have the best play of the day, the worst play of the day. Maybe the three best plays of the day and the ten worst plays of the day. It, Drew Locke is having the best plays of the day, and the large part, it's not even close to having the worst plays of the day. Remember when I made the no blood rule? Yeah. <laughs> this is just like that. No more, no more putting Paxton Lynch and Drew Locke in the same sentence. It's yep. over. It's I done. like that. We've moved past it. Not I like that. Not to pile on Boucher all day. He's just one of many. Just one of many. And speaking of no neck, I actually noticed him yesterday for my lack of noticing him because I almost didn't see him. He, uh, with the pads on, there's a big difference between him and Andy Janovich. In terms of their size? And just Jano's the guy, no question about it. I heard a media member suggest <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> that uh, Andy Janovich might not make the roster. They're going to try. He was saying, like, oh, they'll just move Fumagalli to H back. Hmm. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. No. No. Jano is as much of a lock as anyone. Oh, yeah. He's he, one of the most important players on the team. Yep. He, he's a lock. Yesterday, I asked Tom McMahon uh, the leadership that. Well, that your your uh, question was, what kind of leadership does Andy Janovich bring to special teams? And he said, production. Period. <laughs> I was like, that's not leadership. <laughs> Production is not a leadership quality. No, but that shows you he likes what he does on the field. Uh, 22, baby. We just need 22. <laughs> he says, lastly, would you guys have a starting lineup? Wait. Who would you guys have in the starting lineup in these position groups if draft position didn't matter? Purely based on your early observations. All right. Who's your wide receiver? One, two, and three. Deshaun. Oh, and it has to be in that order. Start with wide receiver one. Deshaun. Okay. Oh, manual or no? Yeah, you can take a manual. Okay. That's what Emmanuel. I was going to do. A manual, absolutely. Ah, uh, man, someone's got to go. Someone's got to go so, in, in terms of Juwan Portland. Winfrey's been really good, man. Yeah, I was going to say Juwan uh, Winfrey's been Sutton two, Winfrey three. Deshaun. Deshaun's going to get kicked out of this just because he doesn't have the flash, but he, he's been very, very solid, solid this camp. He's going to have a lot of catches in the middle of the field, which you got to have. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's going to do that just in a, a very different – he's not the Wes Welker type that you imagine. All right, tight end one and two is Jeff Hireman and Austin Fort. Give me – wow, that's that's bizarre. Give me Troy Fumagalli. I hesitate saying that because he hasn't been out here the past two days, but when healthy, I, I like what he's doing, and – Austin Fort. <laughs> Pick it up, Noah Fant. Inside linebackers one and two would be Josie Jewell and Joe Jones. Yeah. Joe, I Joe, mean, Joe. Yeah. It, Joe, Joe's got to be in there. It, it, even if Todd's healthy, Joe's got to be in there. That's why I don't understand what's going on. I don't either, but they, I, I don't know. They, they don't like him. <laughs> From Sand Monkey 27 what would have to happen in order for us to keep Skangs around? If we have a top 15 offense and go 9-7, and seven, do you think he stays or gets poached? How important would a second year be with Rich to Drew Locke's development? Yeah, I think he would stay around it in that scenario, absolutely. Um, now, 
Broncos make the playoffs, make a run. Uh, the only game that the whole country's watching is uh, no, because I guess you you know your head coach by then. Uh, I think he's around unless this offense is dynamite. Um, and then uh, and then the th- after next year, you're really thinking, oh boy, he's gone. I kind of got the feeling that there is like some sort of promise that he would stay for multiple years. Why in his he contract? Was, he was coming from. Oh, you mean on his end? He said, "I'll stay." No, like that was part of the negotiation. But was he like, we gave need that, right? Right. Because John just keeps talking about continuity, continuity, continuity. We need continuity on offense. We need continuity on offense. And he sounds so confident that they have that all of a sudden. Maybe that's why the Broncos went this way. Went to a guy that no one, no one knows is maybe the hopes of okay, people still aren't going to know him in a year. They'll know soon. Mm. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So. You can't hide him forever. Um, I think top ten would would have him gone. Ah, for a head coach job. Yeah. Wow. Wow. He says, how important would it be for Drew Locke's development to have him around for a second year? Huge. Continuity is huge. John always said all the time, especially for a guy working so closely with the quarterback. Always my dog chimes in with just a, a business idea. Breckenridge Brew, BSN Colorado, Peach Wheat. Yeah, love it. Sounds love great it. To that me. sounds uh, Palisade. You gotta throw the word Palisade in yeah, there. Yeah, Palisade yep. peach wheat. Yep, there we go. Denver Chubbs, get the Chubbs involved. Is this a new subscriber? Denver <laughs> butt nugget? I'm not did I misread that? <laughs> We're calling him DBN from now on. <laughs> DBN says, Hey guys, I'm a new sub, there we go, and listener and love the podcast. I'm a lifelong Denver Broncos fan, currently in Virginia, and it's refreshing to have a place to get Broncos information outside of the ten seconds per week of coverage they get on ESPN. So I was li- a big fan of the Broncos, <laughs> Jake Butt and the Nuggets. Probably. I wonder where the Jake Butt love came in from if he's from Virginia. What's up with the butt love? <laughs> Just butt love out of nowhere on this podcast. He says, so, wait, we don't get any exp- explanation on this name either. He says, so I was listening to some earlier episodes, and there was a question about streaming Broncos games outside of Colorado. DirecTV does have an online streaming service called DirecTV Now. I'm a DirecTV technician, so I really only deal with satellite customers. But from my understanding, you can get the NFL ticket with a streaming account, but not just a Sunday ticket. You'll have to get a whole channel package. Of course. And from what I've heard, streaming customers lost NFL Network. Definitely something to look into, though. I lost NFL Network. Yeah. Um, I'm a subscriber to one of your, um, uh, what do you call them, competitors. Ah. And they took away NFL Network from me, which cool. I thought was garbage. I, good Morning Football, to me, is the best morning television show. Is this good news for us, though? People don't have their NFL Network, so they turn to us? Sure. They turn to your beautiful face in the afternoon? Yeah, I'm going to be on tonight. Yep. Uh, 6.30. Oh, yeah. Channel 20. Yep. So check me out. Um, if you aren't in Colorado, you know, figure it out. I don't know. Uh, they actually are going to put it online. Oh, there this we week, go. So, there we go. Uh, you'll Love have it. a chance to check it out after Love it goes it. live. And I believe that wraps it up for us today. So, DBN, thanks for subscribing. That's what we're calling you from now on. You can just formally change it to that if you want. Um, but we'll let you know what we saw today when we are with you next on the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to BSN Denver using the code Broncos Camp, and we'll see you later. Something.
Tax debt is impeding the growth of millions of small businesses in the U.S. That's why Symbio Tax and Administration's goal is to enable small businesses and individuals to make informed and calculated decisions when it comes to their taxes. Symbio Tax provides small business owners with expert services in resolving tax liabilities and providing financial clarity. I would recommend George to anybody who has to deal with the IRS. His strengths and depth of knowledge make him really valuable. You know, over the course of years as a real estate broker, I've had the opportunity to talk with many different tax people. But the one thing I have found with George is he was very easy to work with. He was very articulate. SymbioTax is experienced in preparing returns for all income levels, as well as securing penalty abatements and settlements for qualified individuals that sometimes save the taxpayer thousands. George was able to save us about $7,000, and of course, you know, being an independent real estate broker, $7,000 is a substantial amount of money, and it was really nice to get that dealt with. They offer free consultations, so be sure to check out SymbioTax.com for more information. That's S-Y-M-B-I-O. O-T-A-X dot com.